Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today, Rabbi Schneider explains why God is all that we really need. Between the wars, the shortage of food, and everything else that's going on in our world, it's easy to slip into a fearful mindset. But God, He cares for us, and He wants us to know that there's a purpose and a plan for our lives, even when we're afraid. So today, Rabbi Schneider, he's going to show us how to trust God for His protection and how to rely on Him to eliminate our fears. So what's disrupting your joy and peace these days? Well, here's Rabbi to continue with the message. Is your heart broken? We're looking at the 23rd Psalm and we're discovering how David knew God as the one that supplied every need he would ever have in life. And you know, the Lord wants us to have such confidence in Him that we look only to Him to supply all our needs. Yes, He brings things into our life. He brings other people into our life. He brings finances into our life. He brings many, many things into our life, but He wants us to discover that He is the only source and that when we look to Him alone, we'll have everything that we'll ever need. So we're considering this paradigm, this truth today from Psalm 23. Hear the Word of God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. Do you know that when Jesus introduced himself in the temple, the synagogue, he began to read from the book of Isaiah. And he turned to a portion in the scripture in which he said, the Lord has appointed me and anointed me, listen now, to heal the broken hearted. Think about what David said there. He restores my soul. And Jesus said he was anointed to restore the broken hearted. I want to ask you today, does this resonate with you? Is there any brokenness in your soul? David said he restores my soul. And so I want to ask you today, is there a part of your soul that needs restored? I want you to know there's good news for you today. Jesus has the power to restore our souls. Do you know the world tells us that time heals all things? That's not true. Time does help oftentimes, but I want you to know God's the one that heals. And the reality is there are some situations and some brokennesses that time cannot heal. There are some people that have suffered something so deeply, some people that have gone through such an emotional wound that all the time in the world wouldn't heal them. The good news is Jesus can heal every broken spot in everyone's soul that looks to him. The Bible says, he that looks to him will not be disappointed and that everyone that looks to him will be saved. Jesus, right now, I wanna thank you that you are here, that you are present, that you're the God of the now, Jesus. And right now I release in your name, restoration 
and restorational healing to every soul that is reaching out to you by faith. Jesus, I speak restoration and healing to every broken heart. Holy Spirit, I ask you right now to bring healing and restoration to every heart and every soul. And I ask, Father God, that you would cause faith to spring forth into everyone that needs restoration, that needs their heart healed. And Father, right now, I believe that something supernatural is happening, that they're not just hearing a preacher preach a sermon, but I believe right now, Father God, that the Holy Spirit is moving. And Father, there's a transference of the anointing and of the Holy Spirit that is being imparted to your people's lives right now, that Father, even as they're listening to my voice, you are healing them. And I speak right now a word of healing and restoration over your soul. The scripture says, by his stripes, we are healed. And I say to you in Jesus' name, by his stripes, you are healed. And I encourage you now to keep reaching out to Jesus, to keep pressing on. And you're going to find that you're going to get over this thing, that your brokenness will be healed. Your brokenness is being healed and will be healed completely and is healed in Jesus' name. By his stripes, you are healed. As David said, beloved one, he restores my soul. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter who you are. He is your answer and he restores your soul. Hallelujah and amen. David continues on here and he said, he guides me in the paths of righteousness. And then David continues on in verse number three, for his namesake. It's important to understand that what God does, he does first of all for his own namesake. Now we don't fully understand what that means, but you know, God does everything for his own glory. He glorifies himself. We've been chosen, the scripture says in the book of Ephesians, to the praise of his glorious grace. That he called us out of darkness into his marvelous light to the praise of his glorious grace. You see, God has a purpose for your life. He loves you and he's gonna be faithful to you for love's sake and for his own name's sake. That gives purpose to our life. When we understand that God that began a good work in us will complete it for his own namesake, beloved, that gives great confidence and great security. Paul said, I am confident of this one thing, that he that began a good work in me will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. God's got a call on your life. It's for his namesake. He's going to be faithful, beloved, and complete that which he started in you. God has a purpose for your life, and it will be completed. There's purpose and meaning, beloved one, individually for you, for each one of you that are called by the Lord. As we continue on, in the fourth verse, David says this, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, David's gonna continue on here. He's speaking of protection. Now, when David wrote this, I want you to understand, he was walking through the valley of the shadow of death. He wasn't simply uh, pondering this thought. He wasn't speaking out as a mere platitude, as a poetic pleasantry. No, David was walking through the valley of the shadow of the death. Saul was hunting him down for his life. 
There were many, many men that were looking to kill David. David was hiding out in caves for fear of Saul and his men. Yet David was able to say, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, David was saying, I'm protected. And you know what? You're protected. You and I have to live knowing that God's protecting us. The arm of man can never protect us. You know, whenever Israel fully trusted God, they were victorious in their battle. But as soon as they began to make allegiances with foreign armies because they thought it would give them more protection, they began to lose their battles. You see, God's the one that protects us. And I want you to know, beloved one, God is calling you and I right now. He's challenging you to trust him to protect you. God protects us. The Bible says even in this fallen world where there's danger that lurks all about, we're protected. David said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he said, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. You see, not only are, are we protected, not only does he want us to know we're protected, but he wants us to even go on from there to have courage. Not only to recognize that we're protected, but even to take the next step forward, David went on to say, I will fear no evil. In other words, he was offensively courageous. Not only was he not cowering in fear by saying I'm protected, but he went even beyond that to go onto the offensive. And he said, I will fear no evil. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. But first, did you know that you can receive real-time encouragement straight from Rabbi through text message? Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com and click on the link that says Rabbi Text Me. Or you can text the keyword Rabbi to the number 88777. Rabbi sends these special text messages as the Holy Spirit leads, and he looks forward to connecting with you real soon. Did you know that this ministry is all about preparing the way for the inevitable return of King Jesus? Well, it's true, and we'd love for you to partner with us in this life-changing mission today. Together, we will change lives, not just locally, but all over the world. To support this team, call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or you can visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now here's Rabbi Schneider. God wants you and I to develop such an offensive posture of faith, beloved ones, that not only are we not running from the devil, but we're chasing the devil by faith in God and his word. God wants Satan to run from us as we exercise faith in him. Satan, you're a liar. You're the accuser of the brethren. We reject you. We crush you under our feet. We bind every spirit of fear. And we say like David, Father God, I will fear no evil. Do you know that over a hundred times, beloved one, in the Bible, God told us not to fear? Over a hundred times in the Bible, God told us not to fear. Jesus said that hell was for the fearful and the unbelieving. But God said, we're not to be like the people around us that keep crying conspiracy. You know, they're afraid of this, they're afraid of that. God said, no, you're not to be like them. That's for the people that don't know me. You're to be confident in me because you're gonna be like a spring that's gonna bear fruit 
during every season, whether the sun is shining or whether you're going through an intense storm, you're going to continue to be fruitful in times of prosperity on earth and in times of famine. God said, fear no evil. David said, I shall fear no evil. Let's say it together before the Lord. I shall fear no evil. Again, I want you to say it with me because you know what? Your faith will not rise above your confession. I want to ask you a question. Does God want you to be afraid? No, God doesn't want us to be afraid of anything. Jesus said to his disciples, why did you fear ye of little faith? Let's take our confession. Let's not be confessing our fears. Let's confess God's word. I shall fear no evil, and I will not be afraid. I will trust in the Lord. Father, we exercise faith in your word. We need not be afraid. We're protected as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Father, we're confident that you're with us. Jesus, that you will never leave us or forsake us, that you, Jesus, told us not to be afraid. We choose to love you. We will not be afraid. We'll be confident in your love in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen and amen and amen. This is so important. Do you know that being afraid is breaking fellowship with God. Think about that. Because when we choose fear, when we allow the devil to make us afraid, at that point, we lose confidence in God's love. And if you think about it, that's a sin. So I want you to consider that when you and I allow the devil to make us afraid, we're broken in terms of our fellowship with God. Our fellowship with God is broken because we're not trusting in God's love. And we can't experience fellowship with God at the same time we're fearing and not only are we breaking our experience of fellowshipping with God by allowing ourselves to believe Satan's lies that make us afraid, but beyond that, we're even bringing dishonor to God because we're believing Satan's lie rather than believing God's word, rather than believing what Jesus said, rather than believing what David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I will not be afraid. Rather than believing what Jesus said and what David said, we're believing Satan's lies. And so when you and I allow the devil to make us afraid, we actually are bringing dishonor to God by allowing ourselves to believe the devil's lie rather than believing in God's love. And even as Satan went before God and started saying things to God, oh, look at Job, you know, look at Job, he's going to betray, you know, Satan is able then to go before God and to mock God because we're believing his lies rather than trusting in God's love. So I want to challenge you right now. Being delivered from fear, being like David, developing a heart of David that said, I will not be afraid, developing the heart of David that said, I shall not fear, it's a question, beloved, and it's an issue of the glory of God. It's about, God, I am not going to let Satan come before you and bring you dishonor because I chose to stop believing in your love and stop trusting you and believe the false mental image that he put in my brain to make me afraid. Think about it. How many of the things that you've been afraid of have ever actually happened to you? And on occasion, if something did happen that you were afraid of, wasn't fearing it worse than when it actually happened? Because when it actually happens, if something difficult happens, God's there. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I'll fear no evil for God's with me. God's already there. And so I just want to encourage you, beloved one, the heart that David had, you and I can have too. God did not give us a spirit of timidity or a spirit of fear, the scripture says, but of love and power and joy. And we need to realize and recognize that living a life of fear is not acceptable. It's not an option. We have to declare war on fear. We have to recognize, beloved, that to live in fear is to live opposite of the life principle that's ours in Christ Jesus. Let me ask you a question. When was Jesus ever afraid? Did you ever see Jesus afraid in the Gospels? Never. And when his disciples did get afraid, remember they were on the boat and the storm came. And you know what? In the natural, we understand. In the natural, we understand why the disciples got afraid because it was a very dangerous situation. And yet in the midst of that situation that appeared dangerous, Jesus was sleeping on the boat. Now, I believe that the reason the father had him sleeping on the boat was to show us how we don't need to fear anything in the natural world, no matter how dangerous it appears. And then they woke Jesus up, shaking him, panicky. Don't you care that we're going to perish? Jesus rebuked the winds, just like he'll do in your life and my life. He rebuked the waves and he said to them, why did you fear? Why are you doubting? And then he explained the reason why. He said, ye of little faith. He said, where is your faith? He said, why were you afraid, Jesus said. You and I need to come to grips with the fact that it's not Jesus's will for us to live in fear. David said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You may be in a difficult situation right now. I don't know what you're facing, but you know what? God doesn't want you to be afraid. Father, I speak life and courage over your people right now. Jesus, I release courage to your people right now. Jesus, we take a hold of you. We take a hold of your power. We take a hold of your word and we confess by the power of the Holy Spirit, I will not be afraid. Jesus, we know that you're a God of courage and that you have given us your very life. And we receive your courage now, Jesus. We wanna live with the heart of David, that even when he was living in what appeared to be dangerous circumstances, he had a life principle in him that was stronger than the thing that was outside him. And he said, I will not be afraid. Jesus, thank you that you live inside us. Thank you that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And Jesus, by faith in you, we declare, I will not be afraid because I love you, Jesus, and because I trust you. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And like Rabbi said, God doesn't want us to live in fear. And that's why he teaches the truth without being afraid. But this ministry, we couldn't do what we do on radio without our monthly partners. And as you may know, it is Partner Month. And it's because of your monthly giving that many people are being blessed in Yeshua's name, including in prisons. And that's why Rabbi Schneider is joining us in the studio right now. Rabbi? 
Thank you, my friends, via radio. I'm blessed to be able to connect with you, speaking to the mic right now in real time. I'm very excited about a new door that the Lord has opened up for us, and I hope that this resonates with many of you. We recently are in a position where we're able to give our teaching to 430,000 souls that are presently incarcerated. We're doing it through an app that's actually being supplied inside the prisons so that the inmates are literally watching the teachings of the gospel through discovering the Jewish Jesus via this app. It's a huge blessing because at the bottom of my heart is the desire to reach the broken hearted. And souls that are incarcerated, beloved ones, they're truly hurting and the gospel is really their answer. As you partner with the Lord at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, you're reaching real people behind bars and God is using Discovering the Jewish Jesus as we present the gospel to set them free and to give them hope. Amen. And we've been doing prison ministry for years at Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And an inmate, Philip, wrote to us. He actually told us that he's currently serving jail time. And around two years ago, he repented to Jesus for his life of sin. But he received Rabbi's teaching on how unleavened bread is a metaphor for sin and that we should remove that leaven from our lives. And it moved him so much that late one night, the Lord called him to confess his crimes of his past to the authorities. And he said, I may be in prison today, but I am the Lord's free man. Thank you for your teaching. Isn't that amazing, Rabbi? I mean, that's the real deal right there. At the end of the day, you strip everything down. That is the raw, real deal. Souls getting saved. When people come to Jesus through this ministry, I mean, that is it. That's the whole thing right there. And we can't do it without you. Everything we do, my beloved friends, it costs money. That's just the reality of life. I want to ask you today, would you become a monthly partner with us today? It's going to make all the difference in people's lives that would not have been reached without your help. I need you, we need you, and the Lord needs you in order to accomplish His purposes in the earth. Would you partner with us today? And you can become a monthly partner by calling us at 800-777-7835. Or you can give online when you visit our website at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Or you can give when you text the keyword rabbi to the number 45777. And finally, you can also send your financial gift every month in the mail to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Our monthly partners receive special updates from our newsletter, and we have a team make personal prayer calls to partners throughout the year, because as you pray for us, we want to make sure that you're also uplifted in prayer. And for our new monthly partners, we'll send you an authentic, handcrafted shofar that's made in Israel. This biblical instrument has a rich history in God's kingdom, and it was blown when Joshua waged war on Jericho. The shofar was also used during worship at the tabernacle and temple, and it'll be used once again to usher in Jesus' return to the earth. We look forward to partnering with you and sending you this special gift. Now here's Rabbi with a special blessing. In the book of Numbers chapter six, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, when you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartations of the Lord's blessings. Yavah Yahweh 
Yair Yahweh Penavelecha Vihunecha Isa Yahweh Penavelecha Veasem Lecha Shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance. And the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries, and I'm your host, Dustin Roberts. Join us tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains how to really read the Bible. That's coming up Thursday right here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.